Welcome to the Safety Always podcast. This installment is Lockout Tagout Part 1. Whiting's Lockout Tagout Protection Plan applies to all Whiting employees, contractors, and subcontractors whose duties require them to work in or around equipment on Whiting locations where there is a potential for isolation and control of hazardous energy. Following Whiting's Lockout Tagout program protects yourself and anyone else from potentially working in that area. At Whiting, our plan requires employees, contractors, and subcontractors to utilize a lock and tag system when completing any servicing and maintenance of the equipment. We are allowed to use only a tag to inform other employees when shutting down equipment if work is not being performed. In this scenario, we should use a do not operate or information tag to notify employees, contractors, and subcontractors the equipment is shut down for a specific reason. If we have a complete servicing or maintaining on that equipment for any reason, the authorized employee working on that equipment would then have to complete a lockout tagout process. We should all be aware of a few key definitions described in our practice. The first thing is to identify if you are an authorized or affected employee. An affected employee is an employee whose job involves the operation or use of a machine or equipment on which servicing or maintenance is being performed under lockout tagout or whose job requires work in an area where such servicing and maintenance is being performed. An example of an affected employee is if a pumping unit shuts down due to any reason and you are not qualified to perform the service and maintenance such as electrical work, the employee can tag the equipment out using an information tag or do not operate tag. The tag is simply notifying other employees who may work in that area that the equipment is shut down and they should not operate that equipment or attempt to restart that equipment. An authorized employee is a person who isolates machines or equipment and implements a lockout tagout procedure to perform servicing or maintenance. An authorized employee must understand the necessary precautions to be taken and possess the necessary expertise to properly isolate the equipment or system. Most white employees in the field are considered authorized employees in some capacity. To be considered an authorized employee, you must have the training, knowledge, skills, and capacity to perform the service and maintenance on that specific type of equipment. A lease operator may be authorized to isolate and service a treater, but they are not authorized to isolate and service electrical equipment. The key thing to think about is, have I been trained on servicing that equipment? Do I have the appropriate knowledge, skills, and equipment to actually complete the task? We often use contractors to conduct the service and maintenance of equipment, such as a rod part. We don't have the service rigs to complete that type of work, so we use a well-servicing company to conduct that service and maintenance. All contractors performing any servicing and maintenance type work shall be trained to the same standard. If you see a contractor in the field working on equipment, ask them if they are qualified to conduct that work and have the appropriate permits, tools, and knowledge to perform the task. Remember, only authorized employees are allowed to service equipment. If you are turning valves as part of your normal day-to-day operations of that equipment, you do not have to lock and take equipment if you are opening and closing valves, etc. That concludes part one of the Lockout Tagout podcast. Part two is available now. Thank you guys for your time.